What is happening guys? Welcome to episode 15 of the Triage Method podcast. It is great to be back. These episodes are racking up and Patty, it is great to see you again. Although the, the listeners don't have the pleasure, I have the pleasure of seeing you here on the screen. How are you this week? I am absolutely awesome, Gary. Um, not much going on. Went on a nice little walk this morning at like 6am up the mountains. <clears throat> Saw the sunrise. It was good crack. Um, what's going on in your life? Well, as you know, I actually had a prolonged episode of weakness this week. Uh. We, me and Paddy haven't actually discussed it yet because it's it's something we don't really accept here. I don't want to listen. Like- but, but, but I'm going to say it. On a health podcast, I was sick this week. Oh, uh, absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah, so I, so I was sick. I was fucking spitting blood and vomiting and all that stuff it was it was good crack um, what was what was actually wrong with you see i'm not sure i actually had this liver and salmon meal that i left in the fridge for like two days and i don't know if that was a culprit or not but i got sick fairly soon after that so i'm just, I'm just gonna roll with that and say it wasn't my uh generally poor health you know because that would be bad like yeah that's actually Pretty disgusting if it was food poisoning, um, but it's also pretty disgusting that you you were actually sick. Uh, you should have been able to just you know handle that food and have no issue whatsoever. But anyway, talk us through what you did with your life, or what you did with your training, your diet, whatever, whatever you did to overcome this illness. Did you go <laughs> ham in the gym? Did you? I don't know. Fucking go crazy with supplements what what did you do yeah like i think i think this is actually a good topic to touch on because gym goers tend to do really stupid shit when they're when they're sick you know the what do you want me to do just say what you want me to do <laughs> never mind patty was just leaving the room but anyway guys i will talk to you um but yeah gym goers tend to do really stupid things when they are sick okay because the first thing that people will do is they'll be like, oh, I'll go to the gym and I'll just sweat it out. And what you have to recognize is that kind of like if we just generalize that you have some sort of mild illness, like you know, you don't have some severe disease, like your immune system is still going to be suppressed. You know, it's it's working very, very hard to overcome the sickness that you've got. So your immune system is then also going to be involved in the, in the inflammatory response, the immune response to any training that you do. So if you're then imposing extra stress on the system, you are lessening the chance your body is truly going to be able to recover. So you don't have the adaptive capacity to get the benefits from your training, but you also don't have the adaptive capacity to, you know, get rid of your illness. So that's the first thing is that, you know, training when you're sick, it's generally a pretty stupid idea. Like I'm, I'm all for, you know, getting out for a walk, staying a little bit active when you're, when you're sick, but that's completely okay. The fresh air can do you good. But going to the gym and trying to trying to get your workout in anyway, like it doesn't make sense for your goals or your illness. And then on the nutrition side of things, what people also tend to do there is actually cut their calories. So they're like, oh, I'm not active, so I'm just going to reduce my calorie intake and eat barely anything. And again, that 
doesn't really make a whole pile of sense because if you've ever been sick you know you'll notice that your temperature's all over the place you've got this fever and like anytime you have any sort of illness your metabolic rate is going to be increased like straight away so you've got to feed the body in order for it to recover much like you would do for your training so it's the exact same with illness so if you're underfeeding, then there's a chance that that sickness is then going to be prolonged so you know my priorities were really to rest up try and get a little bit more sleep, manage any stress that I had and keep calories as they were, like like not reducing them, even though my activity was down because, you know, that just wouldn't make a whole pile of sense. And yeah, I'm all, I'm all good again. Um, I'm not one to kind of jump to the GP and you know, grab, a, grab the antibiotics the second I'm sick. You know, I'll give it a couple of days, see how we are and, you know, let it, let it heal itself. So basically what you're saying... The gist of it is don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't make any rash decisions. Actually, you know, let your body recover and feed it what it needs to recover. And don't be afraid to actually not go to the gym. Oh, yes. Don't be afraid to not go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So because a lot of people will do that. They'll just be like, oh, no, my program is four days or five days or six days. And they feel like absolute shit. And they'll still go to the gym. Yeah, it just makes no sense. Because like, again, like this is the whole this is the whole point with training. It is. And this is kind of what we're going to talk about on today's episode is your why behind training and i don't mean some esoteric like oh why do you train blah 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 is it for some sort of metaphysical unbelievable long-term results you know or motivation and we're not gonna talk about that shit like that like i don't really give a fuck what i want to know or what i want you to think about is what is the actual why behind your overall approach to the gym are you like do you have a goal first of all and you don't actually necessarily need to have a goal to go to the gym you know obviously it helps if you have a reason behind why you're going to the gym because you know you can actually have some motivation long term short term to achieve things in the gym but you don't actually need to have a specific reason like you could just say i like training that could be your reason you know, it's actually just a physical enjoyment or psychological enjoyment that training brings about. That could be simply it. That's what you just like from your overall approach. You just like being in the gym. You just like moving, whatever. Like humans were meant to move. So maybe that's it. But like peeling back the onion and kind of dialing in what you actually, you know, like what are the reasons behind you going to the gym? Are you looking for some sort of aesthetic outcome from the gym? Are you looking for some sort of health outcome from the gym? Are you looking for some sort of body composition outcome from the gym? Or are you looking for some sort of performance outcome from the gym? You know, because a lot of people will dial in and hone in on one aspect of that continuum you know they'll say oh i'm all about just the body composition and they'll neglect everything else their performance day-to-day performance in their life mental function all that kind of stuff their actual performance in the gym may be shit you know but as long as they look a certain way 
all's good. Gary just dropped off the call for some reason. Um, anyway, as I was saying before, Gary rudely dropped off the call. I mean, like, come on, Gary. Um, yeah, you could be focusing so much on the aesthetic side of things that you actually have shit performance, you have shit health, you have shit whatever else. You know, like there's no, there's nothing outside of that narrow-minded view and that that's all there is to your entire approach maybe again the opposite side of things all you care about is performance you know maybe you're a strength athlete and you couldn't give a shit about your health and you couldn't give a shit about your aesthetics or your your bodily body composition as a whole like you just don't care about anything like that you know and all of that is fine like i'm not here to judge your goals like i genuinely i couldn't care less if you wanted to be the next mr olympia and you're on fucking 30 grams of fucking juice a week like i don't fucking care like if that's what you think you need to do to achieve the goals that you want to achieve in your lifetime cool fucking go with it but what i want people to do is actually step back for a second and then analyze what their goals are right and the reason you want to do this is because you want to assess whether your actual training setup your diet setup your life setup is bringing you towards those goals, you know, because what a lot of people will do is they'll say they have a certain set of goals, whether it's health, body composition, performance, whatever goals you have, like whatever it is, like generally they'll fall under those kind of cat, those three kind of categories. You know, you either have a performance goal, body composition goal, or, you know, a health goal. You know, and you can have some, you know, part of all of those together. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, But generally, your goals will fall within those categories. So what you need to do is take a step back and go, okay, what do I actually genuinely think my goals are? You know, and like for me, like I know what my goals are. Like I just want to be healthy. Like I want to have a physical capacity so that I can traverse this world without coming against any obstacles like i genuinely just want to be able to on a the the house is burning down i want to actually be able to escape the house and you know potentially save my family or whatever in that house i want to have the capacity to do that you know i want to have the the strength the ability whatever someone tries to mug me in the street i want to be able to beat the shit out of you know like that's what i want so i want to be healthy but i want to have a physical capacity that allows me actually stay healthy in the environment so i know what my goals are and i know what i need to do to go about achieving them and gary i'm sure you're similar in terms of your goals like you are looking for some sort of health outcome like i know you you are you're trying to be healthy you know and obviously you do want to have some focus on the aesthetic side of things like like say if you're going on holidays during the summer i probably will as well but you are going on holidays for sure and obviously you want to look a certain way when you go on holidays you know so there is maybe a slight skewing towards the aesthetic side of things for you right now it may not be a huge skewing so that you know it's affecting your other parameters like your performance and your health but maybe that's in the back of your mind so that's kind of taken or rather that's at the top of your mind and it's kind of taking a bit of a front seat you know 
I'm not, I'm not you. I don't know what your goals are really in your head, what you're thinking. And this is what I want people to do. Like me looking at you going, okay, so if I had those goals, I know how I would structure my training. I know how I would structure my life, et cetera, to actually accomplish those goals. And this is the actual issue. People will have a set of goals or multiple goals or a singular goal, or they'll say something like, my goal is to be healthy. And then their actual setup of their day-to-day life, of their training, of their diet, isn't actually accomplishing what they set out to achieve. You know, people will let the, the journey become the outcome. For example, like I said, I just want to have a good physical capacity to, you know, traverse the environment I'm in and actually be able to, you know, live in the environment I'm in. Like I, I went on a walk today up the mountains on a moment's notice. And like I, I had my heart rate monitor on the whole time. And like my heart rate didn't get up over 120 the entire way up, you know? And like I was top of the thing. I'm too competitive for my own good. Like I pretty much fucking jogged that thing up, you know? Um, so... I just want to have that capacity. If someone just says on the spur of the moment, like, oh yeah, let's just run, you know, 10 kilometers there. Like, I just want to have the physical capacity to be able to do that. Yeah, I may not be the best person in that 10 kilometer run, but I'm not the the worst person, so to speak. You know, I just want to have that. So I know that. And I know how I'm structuring my training to achieve that. I know how much cardiovascular work I need to do. I know what kind of parameters I would like to be within strength-wise, physique wise you know body composition wise you know i don't want to be carrying too much extra weight but i also don't want to be excessively lean you know i want to be healthy as well so i know what kind of blood markers i'm looking at to indicate health for me so i'm aware of that but the vast majority of people don't actually set up their training or their life in accordance with their supposed goals like some of you listening to this may say your your goals are health okay but actually fucking sit down and define what health is to you you know is health having certain blood work parameters is it feeling a certain way like actually you know describe that feeling you know what 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 does that actually manifest itself as you know like actually dial in what health means to you. If you're saying that's your goal, dial in what health means to you. You know, if performance is your goal, what does that actually mean to you? And then you need to kind of amalgamate all of your goals together and go like almost rank them and go, okay, cool. Like for now, performance is my big, my big thing. You know, I want to, I don't know, squat 300 kilos. That's what I'm gunning for. And then you need to assess whether, okay, going to be that strong, training that much to get there, doing the sort of training that's required to get there is probably going to put your health at a bit of a backseat. It might even also put your body composition at a bit of a backseat. You may have to gain excessive weight to, you know, be able to accomplish that lift, you know? So you have to make that conscious decision because what a lot of people will do is make an unconscious decision because they fall into a paradigm and, they train a certain way and they, they can't get out of that paradigm because that's the only way they know how to train, you know, like they don't know, they wouldn't mind being more flexible or more mobile, but they've never done any sort of training that way. So they don't know where even to start. You know, maybe you want to be able to do a handstand or something, but you know, you, you know, you've no idea where to start with that. So 
like you just never do it even though it is kind of a goal on your mind you're like oh, i wouldn't mind being able to do that you know i wouldn't mind having that capacity to do that but you kind of put it on the back seat because yeah i, do, I just don't know where to do that and you just stay within the confines of the safety of what you know and a lot of people will do that and a lot of people will also fail to make progress towards their goals again because they haven't set out what their goals actually are like they don't they haven't gone okay i actually want to have a certain type of body composition and this is what i kind of want to look like i don't mind sacrificing a little bit on the health side the performance side to actually look a certain way you know because i know it's only for a shorter period of time and then i'm going to go back to focusing on something else you know a lot of people will fail to make the long-term progress because they aren't actually willing to take a step or a few steps away from their goal to actually achieve their goal Again, the easy one is body composition with that. If you have to gain more muscle to actually get the body composition that you desire, like it's you want to be quite muscular, you're probably going to have to step quite a bit away from actually being aesthetically pleasing for a long period of time to actually you know, accumulate that muscle mass. You're probably going to have to be a little bit fatter than you'd like for a longer period of time. And that's perfectly fine if that is your actual long-term goal and you actually have that clearly defined in your head because what a lot of people will do is they'll fall in love with well, i'm gonna say fall in love with the journey but rather they'll fall in love with the tools of that journey for example someone might say my goal is to be strong and they have just defined their strength as in like say for example i said earlier on like i want to be able to you know someone is trying to mug me and i'm able to you know defend myself so they have that as okay i want to be strong enough to be able to do that to have the capacity to do that or you know maybe they're i don't know a bricklayer or something they want to have the strength to be really good at bricklaying not be fatigued after it be you know the best person on the job or whatever it is but then they fall in love with the tools that are supposed to actually help them achieve that. And then by falling in love with the tools, they actually move away from their goal. For example, using that bricklayer, maybe they think, okay, the deadlift is probably going to be the best exercise to help strengthen my body for the kind of physical activities that I'm going to be doing, you know, picking stuff off the ground, moving in all these weird kind of positions. So they're going like okay, deadlift, that's what I'm going to do. And they get really, really good, really, really strong at the deadlift. And for a while that really helps with their, their strength, the strength that they have classified as, you know, brick lane strength, but then they start getting really good at the deadlift and they become hyper specialized, you know, where, okay, they're great at the deadlift. They've added 20, 50, hundred kilos to their deadlift, but it actually just leaves them really fatigued through the week. And they're actually worse at their job. They're actually, you know, their performance is going down because in, in their other aspects of their life, while their performance goes up on the deadlift. So they've fallen in love with the tools rather than the actual progress, you know, and it's very easy to do. And the only way you can actually stop yourself from doing it and actually fall in love with the journey, the, the, the right path to your journey is actually having a defined goal in mind, you know? So I, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people listening to this, if you just take that little step back, actually take the, take a moment to go, like, why am I actually training? Why, why, why am I doing, like, we, the last podcast, it was the last one or the one before, like we said, like, you know, actually assess your program and go, why am I doing each of these exercises in this plan? Like, take that one step further and, 
and go, what are you doing, Gary? <laughs> and take that one step further and go back another step. You know, you've assessed all the exercises. Okay, you've picked the best exercises. What, like, what is your actual goal? Like, what are you, what is that supposedly supposed to get you to? Is it actually helping you live a better life more aesthetic life if that's the one you want to live is it a better performing life you know what is it that you're actually setting out to achieve and is your program actually set up to help you achieve that is your long-term strategy actually set up to help you achieve your goals anyway gary that is enough of a ramble from me let me know your thoughts lovely and coherent patrick (laughs) no um i I feel you i feel you and i think one of the the things are one of the, the examples that I think a lot of people listening to this will be able to relate to that I've been asked about a lot recently by a lot of young guys in particular is, you know, looking up to people who have, you know, very impressive physiques, you know, but not recognizing that they've been training for maybe 10 or 15 years and they see the goal that is, you know, being large, muscular and lean. And, and they're looking at these people who have been training for so long and who have invested so much time into gaining muscle. And all they see is the fact that, oh, they're so lean, so I need to get so lean. Because that's kind of the shorter term part of their physique that you can kind of achieve. But people don't recognize that in order to actually achieve the physique that we're talking about, uh, that, that you perceive to be your actual goal, it's the majority of the time of those 10 years being spent in a calorie surplus where you do actually have a little bit more body fat than you'd like where you are you know overfeeding and you're deliberately trying to gain weight like that's that's what that process actually entails and that's not very attractive because you know you take off your top and you're like oh my tummy's a bit bit you know a bit soft especially if you store most of your body fat around your stomach you're like oh, my shoulders don't look as wide anymore because I'm a little bit, you know, fatter and stuff. And then people actually lose sight of the goal and they, they completely change it because they're they're getting caught up in in the moment. They're like, oh, God, I, I don't really feel like I'm moving towards that goal because, you know, I've gotten a bit softer. And then they just start dieting again. And as a result, yeah, and they never just to, really kind of, to, to cut over you there as well, um, they'll also do it almost the opposite way. Like they're they're gaining a little bit too much fat faster than they'd like to do so they change the goal in terms of they focus on all the strength they're getting now so okay cool like they, they, they were doing certain exercises yeah. to build say a more aesthetically pleasing chest that was their goal but because they've you know set their calories a little bit too high or something or they're not as active as they thought they were or whatever it is whatever their circumstances are they start you know putting on a little bit more fat than they'd actually like to accumulate and then they change the goal because it's like, okay, cool. I'm not, I'm actually, I don't know if I'm actually building any muscle. So now I'm just going to focus on my bench press because, you know, that's been going up and up and up because I've been in this like, calorie uh, surplus. So that's going to be my main focus now. And they don't care that, you know, they actually haven't been building a lot of muscle because yeah, they've been getting better at the bench press. Their technique has improved. Their execution of it has improved, or maybe they're just kind of going through the motions and they've actually got a better technique in terms of cheating the lift, you know, bouncing it off their chest, but the, the numbers on the bar are going up and that will become their focus rather than their actual goal of, you know, building a bigger chest. Anyway, continue. 
yeah no you're dead right that that is definitely the other one like it's it's very easy to get sidetracked and, and fall in love with the tools that are kind of involved in the process like in terms of the actual lifts like this is why when people are gaining you know like and it's you it, it's partially useful but sometimes people become so obsessed with the idea of progressive overload that they just start training pretty much like powerlifters, you know, and they are religious to the squat, the bench and the deadlift. And you see them like testing their one at max and they're doing doubles and triples. And you're kind of like, wasn't your overall goal just to gain muscle? And then they're like, oh yeah, but, but progressive overload. And it's like, it's one of those things that kind of just confirms your bias in the short term because you're able to kind of tie it to your goal. When in reality, you're just kind of seeking short term pleasure to try and kind of keep you in the game. And to be honest, like it, it can be useful, obviously, because, you, you know, chasing additional strength is, of course, a good goal if you want to build muscle. Like, like that, that is a good goal to have. But what you have to do is kind of be willing to call yourself out and say, all right, why am I only going into the gym and do, why am I going into the gym and doing squats, deadlifts and bench presses for sets of three when I'm trying to build muscle? And we know that, okay, it's probably volume we want to be getting more of to build muscle. You know, so people kind of get sidetracked by that and also the the cutting thing, because, again, short term pleasures rather than actually being in it for the long term and seeing it for what it is. Um, so I think a big part of that as well, to be fair to people, is actually not being able to appreciate how long the process of getting these gold physiques actually takes. Like if you look at guys that are actual competitive natural bodybuilders that have built the physiques that you're actually aspiring to achieve they're generally there's very few of them that have been training for less than 10 years and you've got beginners coming into the game that are trying to you know copy exactly what they're doing and it's like what you have to appreciate is that person has spent 10 years building up to that amount of work that they need to do and they've built They've spent 10 years investing time in the caloric surplus so that they can then earn that dieting phase and actually look the way they do when they cut down. But it, to be fair, it's a very difficult thing to get across to people because, you know, it's, it's like when you start the college course, all you think of is kind of that person that you look you looked up to. You just want the end goal and you're not you're not very motivated in the, the boring filler modules that you're doing in college because you're just like, oh, God, this isn't what I was after. So it is really about the long game once you do kind of pinpoint your goal as well, because even if you do have clarity on it, you still have to be willing to kind of call yourself out along the way and make sure you actually are staying on the path. And and like we've talked about it in the militia as well, the same thing can happen when it comes to fat loss. You know, people begin losing fat, particularly guys. And as soon as they lose that fullness to their muscles and they stop filling out their T-shirts quite as much and they realize they weren't uh, taking up quite as much space as they thought they were with muscle mass, they begin to, you know, get cold feet and they start uh, saying, oh, you know, the, the diet, the diet's done. And then you're kind of like, oh, but bro, I thought you were committing to losing 10 kilos or whatever. And it's like, oh, oh no, you know, the ego realistically just couldn't take it because they thought they had more than they actually had. So, you know, recognizing wh what is actually required for you to get to the goal, what the goal is, and where you are in relation to it are all very important things because if you're not able to identify how far you are from your specific goal in their process of like reverse engineering to their goal because that's essentially what you're doing you're trying to think of like this is my goal how can i set up my stuff to you know actually allow me get to that goal whether it's your your strength goals whether it's your 
you know, physique goals, whether it's your health goals, whatever the fuck it is, you know, actually setting up your program is essentially reverse engineering. And a lot of people will say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm for this performance thing. This, that's what I want. Like they're, they're, they play a sport or something and then they go to the gym and they're doing exercises to improve their sport. But the exercises they're doing aren't actually improving their sport, you know, or perhaps they are, they're, they're going to the gym and they're saying, oh, I want to improve my sport, but it's because they can't be honest with themselves and they can't realize, or they, they realize, but they can't admit to themselves that they're actually going to the gym because they want to look a certain way, you know, like you'll see that a lot. Like, especially when we get new clients, you, you'll see in their intake forms, they'll be like, oh yeah, uh, performance is their number one goal. Cause we get them to rank their goals in an order of importance. And they'll be like, yeah, performance is my number one goal. And then they'll have like, body composition or i know aesthetics or whatever they were whatever you want to call it as number three or number four and then like when they we get them to like describe their goals it's like yeah, yeah i want to be faster on the pitch or i want to be stronger on the pitch or i want to improve my golf swing i don't know whatever fuck sporting performance or performance in general they're saying they want to do and then like below that they'll be like oh yeah and i know it's it's kind of vain and it's whatever but uh I wouldn't mind looking like X, Y, Z, you know? And it's like, like, just be honest with yourself for a second. Like actually, which, which of those is more important to you? Do you want to train like a bodybuilder who also happens to play ga or hurling or football or, you know, like, what is it? Do is that what you want? Or do you want to be really good at hurling and just have a somewhat decent physique as well? You know, like what, what, like, let's, let's actually dig into this and see what your order of importance is on this. And like, are you willing to do certain things to do that, that are actually going to compromise your health in terms of like, say, for example, like if you're like, we don't do it, but you know, if you're a bodybuilder or you have really like extreme body composition goals, like, are you willing to take like steroids to achieve that? You know, like, is that actually fitting in with your your overall goals like because that's going to affect your health and that has to be something that's factored in if that's something that you're like oh yeah cool i'm just going to do this because you know all the lads in the gym do it it's like you haven't actually thought this through and like if you're saying you're going to the gym because you want to look a certain way and you're like oh yeah i have to take steroids to achieve that but then you're like oh but i wouldn't actually mind having kids in like three or four years time it's like man you haven't actually fucking thought this through you know like is that extra you know two to five kilos of muscle really worth potentially being infertile like if if you haven't thought through your goals you're not going to be able to actually honestly answer that and you also have to factor in that you know as you age your goals are going to they're going to change you know they, they simply are and also different time points in your life certain goals are going to be more important to you like Again, saying that thing where I was saying earlier on, where you might have to actually take a few steps back from your goal to actually achieve your long-term goal. You know, we, we see this a lot. People will have terrible cardiovascular health. They're, <clears throat> they wake up in the morning, they have like a resting heart rate of 70. And it's like, okay, cool. If you want to actually achieve your body composition goals, your, your health goals, or your performance goals, all of them, like you're going to have to spend some time probably doing some cardiovascular work that, you know, maybe you actually don't enjoy. You know, like you actually, okay, yeah, you're actually going to be lifting two, maybe three times a week. And you're actually going to be doing two to three cardio sessions of like low intensity, you know, whatever, 
130 to 140 beats per minute cardio and it's like okay cool that's fucking boring as shit and you're and you're just like all oh, right well that's how i'm gonna have to actually achieve my goals and a lot of people aren't willing to do that but then they aren't actually going to be able to achieve their actual goals like they'll, they'll be hammering away at this this body composition stuff or this performance stuff and going like oh why are all my friends able to you know gain a lot of strength or have certain physiques and i'm not and they haven't actually addressed the big issue in the room which is you know their, their fucking heart isn't actually working effectively they're not actually recovering from their training they don't have the cardiovascular ability to actually train effectively or in a manner that's going to actually allow them to achieve their goals and a lot of people just aren't willing to step back from their training to actually get their the results they're after because again they've fallen in love with the tools rather than being on the right path and again it's a very easy thing to go down because like i've done it i know gary's done it as well like where you're just like oh yeah i'm going to gain a load of extra weight because that's going to help me to my goals and it's like this that's not actually going to help you to your goals you're just getting fat you know like you think you're accumulating a load of muscle but you you got to a point of diminishing returns you know 10 kilos ago like why are you still gaining you know like you, you should have done you know a little mini diet in between or you know set up your your fucking overall diet differently you know periodize it differently but because you love the eating you love the filling out the t-shirts you love the being the fucking mr big bollocks in the gym like throwing weights around you're just kind of like oh yeah i'm gonna keep fucking eating more and it's like this is just not you're not actually moving in the direction towards your goal you've fallen in love with one aspect of this that isn't actually the aspect that you supposedly have as your overall goal and i know like people listening to this right now a lot of this is going to go over your head and you're kind of going to go yeah nah fuck man i have my goals on lockdown i know exactly why i'm doing this and three four five ten years from now you're going to be like fuck remember i listened to that podcast and they were talking about that fuck i should have been like actually listening to that then like that would actually help me so like that's why we're saying it this will actually help a lot of people out there just taking those five ten minutes to step back and actually reevaluate your overall reason behind your training not even just your your short-term your long-term goals like the actual reason why you train and like it might be something that's fucking really emotional like you might be someone that got picked on or bullied as a child or something and it's like you you actually really dislike feeling weak and the gym allows you or facilitates you to be strong and like that makes you feel secure in yourself and like you may not be actual actually be able to admit that to yourself right now but that might actually be your overall goal with the gym or your overall reason for lifting you know or whatever training it is you do because at the end of the day like all training is fucking made up you know like i don't care if you're fucking go out and swim you go out and jog you just fucking i don't know crawl around on the floor like a worm i don't fucking care you know like pick, pick, pick your poison because at the end of the day we're all gonna fucking die but it's what you fill in that space in between when you're born and when you die that makes a difference you know so actually evaluate what you want like do you are you willing to go okay cool i'm got i want to squat 300 kilos but i realize that you know when i'm 70 80 90 or when me and gary are 250 um 
you know, maybe your hips aren't going to thank you for all the work you did there. You know, aren't going to, your knees aren't going to thank you. Your spine isn't going to thank you. And like, are you building resilience for those years? Like I kind of always look at this and we said it before about the nutrition things, you know, are you, is your diet set up or excuse me, your dieting practices actually conducive to a long-term, you know, healthy relationship with food, with everything, the whole story, you know, like, would you teach your children, your dieting practices, you know, have that same kind of approach with your, your training practices. Like, would you, would you want to teach your children these training practices? Would you want your children to follow in the same route you are currently following in? Would you, or are you, or do you think rather that you would be able to continue these practices well into your old age or is this just something you're going to do between you know oh cool i'm 18 now it's it's kind of cool hip and trendy and yeah cool awesome uh, to go to the gym when you're like you know 18 to 25 kind of age you know and then you're like okay cool i'm just going to give it up because that's what you'll see a lot of you'll see this in like bodybuilders especially they'll all be like oh fucking 18 to 25 18 to 28 they'll be like yeah i'm gonna get fucking massive and fucking the biggest fucking huge motherfucker i want to crack sidewalks when i fucking walk down the road and then it's like they fucking actually it clicks with them then they're like that's actually not what i wanted and then they start going back to either wanting to be more functional in their ability to move people will like they'll have gotten to this bodybuilding thing because you know maybe they played rugby or they played ga and they're like oh i wanted to, to bulk up a little bit and that was the reason but their, their their real love was being athletic you know being able to run being able to you know be somewhat athletic as a as a human like they're able to you know maneuver around the world and then they're kind of like they got lost and along the way and it's yeah, okay, cool. They got a, a 200 kilo bench press, but they're fucking barely able to wipe their own arse, you know? So it's like, like you, you got lost, you went down a path and you got lost and now you're kind of getting to the end of that path and realizing, man, it's fucking empty down here. I was supposed to be, I was actually on the path originally and that's what I wanted to do. You know, I should, I should have stayed on that path and only like veered off slightly down this path to kind of gain the knowledge and gain some of the, I don't know what you'd call it, the, the wisdom from that path rather than getting all consumed with that path, you know? So I know a lot of this is going to fly over people's heads and they'll just kind of go, oh, fuck it. Like, yeah, let's just fast forward through this podcast. Who fucking cares? It doesn't apply to me. But genuinely, if you take away nothing from today, just, you know, take five minutes, 10 minutes. You actually, you know, think deep for a second and go like, why are you actually training? Like, I know, like I've, I've just laid out my goals, my overall things. Like I actually know the reason the, the actual reason I train. And that's because I used to watch fucking Dragon Ball Z as a child. And, you know, my favorite movie growing up was like Rocky Four. you know, like, I, like I just liked that. And like Arnold Schwarzenegger and fucking watching all those movies. Like that's what I grew up with. You know, I, I, I'm from a house full of boys. So you're like, we were always like fucking, oh yeah, let's fucking fight and shit, you know? Um, so like, I know for me, that is what informed me in my decision-making processes like I, I like i aspired to be these you know superhero things like fucking goku and vegeta and stuff and i'm like oh fuck yeah this is awesome i want to be fucking a badass like them go fucking super saiyan like oh they fucking train they get they're fucking huge they're swole they fucking fight and everything and like i know that's the reason 
behind my training. You know, like if I was, if you were to, you know, hold a gun to my head and like you knew you could fucking read my mind and you knew it better than I did. Like that's, that's, that, that would be how far I would dig into to actually, you know, be able to tell you or to actually tell you why I train. And that might, so some of you might be like, oh, that's fucking, <laughs> that's gay or that's fucking weak or, you know, or whatever. It's like, okay, cool. But I'm actually willing to dig in deep and go, okay, that is actually what has informed my decision-making processes with regards to my goals, with regards to my overall training. Like that, that is what informed it. Like I know that, you know? Anyway, Gary, what are your thoughts? Yeah, my 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 foundations of starting training, I think, were a little bit more humble. When I, when I first learned to do my, when I did my first push-up, I was literally, literally 16. As in, like, in transition year, I learned to do my first push-up. I remember in, like, second or third year in school, my PE teacher being like, I don't know, whatever you did, like there was some punishment. You basically had to get down and do 10 push-ups. And I was just like, I can't. And he was like, what do you mean you can't? Like, I was like, I, I can't do push-ups. So like, I was literally just a weak little bitch. So uh, to any like, six, to any 16-year-old girls listening to this who can like do push-ups, just remember that Skinny Gaz was, was far weaker at your age. Um, but yeah, still, still a little bitch. But um, yeah, I suppose in terms of my own why for training, I actually probably connect with it more so in terms of a self-development tool, like more like the, my whole self as opposed to just physical ability. But like, like you, I want to be able to get up and like partake in anything that people are doing. Like I think that, I think, to have to like prepare to go out and like run a 5k or to go climb a mountain with the lads or whatever it's like like that's pretty sad like that's a pretty sad existence so to me like i want to be prepared for that stuff but there's also the fact that i think training teaches you a lot about life just just generally like struggling through shit um like i think that's something i probably lost recently in my own training is like making it like it's something we we kind of say not to do i guess but making it hard for the sake of of making it hard sometimes like i like things in my own training that are quite painful because it's just something that i enjoy i like kind of embracing that and fighting through that and that's why i would have always done more high rep training and shit that was kind of difficult like that in my earlier days so that's what i need to get back to so i need to call myself out on that one um but yeah, stuff like that, and even very difficult cardio. Yeah, but even, cardio, even yeah. that in itself, like that whole self development and that, like that struggle building your success, like that—that that is what you like. Everyone, you know, if you go to the gym, you'll have seen it where you know you 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 actually have to think of things and actually have to push through. Like you have to almost fail to succeed in the long term with training. But I think even that in and of itself is actually falling in love with the tools because they're all, you know, methods or whatever you want to call them that you learn along the way. And that's not actually your reason. Like you said, like you, excuse me, like you were weak. Like that, that fear, that fucking, whatever you want to call it, like self-loathing or like whatever it was, you just, you, you fucking, you were weak, you know? And like that, 
you, like that, that isn't the person you wanted to be, you know? So like you, you went to the gym to kind of overcome that, get stronger. You know, you wanted to be almost inflict that pain on yourself so that you wouldn't have pain inflicted on you by <laughs> others, you know, like you, you're, you're kind of searching for that to strengthen yourself against that, if that makes sense, you know? So this is what I'm saying. A lot of people won't actually dig in deep because your body, your mind, like it's fucking smarter than you, you know, like you, you think your thoughts are, Oh yeah, I'm the smartest person ever. I know my body, blah, 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 whatever. Fuck. I don't give a fuck. You know, your body's smarter than you. Your brain is smarter than you. Like it's, it's interpreting the world to make the world as easy as possible for you, you know? So, it's not going to tell you the secrets, but it will reveal to you the secrets. Like, it's not going to tell you right now, Gary, or oh, the reason you like training and the reason you like pushing yourself in the gym is because a part of you is still that fucking, whatever, scared little 16-year-old that couldn't do a fucking single push-up and you just felt helpless or fucking weak or whatever. It's not going to tell you that. It's going to tell you that, oh, being strong is a good characteristic to have. Like it's going to rationalize it. It's not going to give you your fear. It's not going to fucking tell you your fear or your whatever every single day. It's going to be like, oh, cool. Let's, you know, make rational, logical decisions based on this emotional underpinning underpinning that you already have, you know? And a lot of people go through their whole training career, fucking life, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and they won't have actually, you know, dug in that little bit deeper and analyzed why they're actually cha- training. What is the reason behind it? You know, some people like being that really regimented, like that bodybuilding approach where it's like, I'm going to have six meals a day. I'm going to like time them. They're three, three fucking hours apart. Exactly. You know, little beeper goes off on my watch and boom, I'm having a meal. They're training two, three times a day they like having that real control over their lives. And, you know, maybe it's because when they were younger or they were a child, or maybe even their life is just falling apart. There's no order. It's just complete chaos. So they like having that order in their training in their diet set up because they fear or they don't enjoy that, that chaos, you know, and that in and of itself, like once you know that that's the reason you have your diet set up that way, that's the reason you have your training set up that way, that's the reason why you have your life set up that way, like it's it's almost freeing in a way because then you can actually critically evaluate your approach rather than emotionally evaluating your approach, you know? Like for example, if you're looking at your training, you're like, oh yeah, I actually really <coughs> enjoy higher rep sets, you know? you might learn more and go, okay, cool. This probably isn't the best way to, you know, actually get bigger or stronger or whatever, but that might be fine to actually incorporate that kind of stuff because that is what you actually enjoy. Like at a fundamental level, like you actually enjoy the pain of that, you know, that that's actually the reason you got into training because, because you like that feeling, you know? So, you could easily get distracted with going, oh, I want to have, you know, I don't know, a 250 kilo deadlift, but that's not actually 
bringing you closer to your overall goals or your overall enjoyment is not increasing that because it's not actually fundamentally getting to what you actually enjoy from this whole training experience you know fuck yeah bro um but yeah actually one of the inter- one of the interesting ones i know i actually haven't heard of movie. Um, one of the interesting ones I think that comes up quite a bit is, you know, people will say that they train to, to feel good. And this is something I, I relate to quite a bit. You know, I, I like one of the big things I like to get out of training is the cognitive benefits. Like when I train in the morning, like my days are just so much more productive. And if I have a few days where I haven't trained, like I just feel more sluggish. I'm not really, I'm not really as energetic because I just haven't been keeping up that exercise. And that's a big one for me. But what a lot of people, like a lot of people will say that they are on the same kind of page with that. But then what they'll do is absolutely hammer themselves into the ground and do like six days a week of this brutal training and just completely undo those benefits. And like they've completely missed out on what they used to enjoy getting from training, you know. Um, So like if you're hammering yourself six days a week and let's say you're doing like two hours of training, like ridiculously hard sessions and the rest of your week is like spent you with you being really sore from your training, really fatigued from your training. You have to ask yourself, is the benefit of you doing that much more training worth the decrement to your quality of life? Because like that's essentially what it is and like that's something bodybuilders and stuff are are willing to deal with and powerlifters like you know if they're if they were just after hitting a pr squat and they have a sore back for the next five days they're like yeah i don't really care you know that's my prime goal but like if you're a nurse or a carer or something and you're like moving patients all day and and like that is that's your thing that's what you do there is nothing more tormenting to your quality of life than having like a sore back or really sore muscles that are limiting you doing that task. So if you're someone that is in the gym training, building phys- physical capacity and energy production capabilities to feel good on a day-to-day basis, to perform well in your job, to progress in life in general, the last thing you want is to be absolutely battering yourself into the ground and having all of this soreness and this joint pain just for the sake of it. And to take that a step further, I always find it interesting when people kind of, I don't know, maybe like criticize maybe some of the approaches that we would maybe be proponents of, you know, so staying in like your active ranges of motion. So staying in the ranges that you're able to really control, controlling the loads that you're lifting um, and doing an appropriate levels of volume. You know, those things aren't very hardcore and typical bodybuilding fitness culture will lead you to, you know, gravitate more towards hitting personal bests all the time, moving through the largest rate, ranges of motion you can, and just hammering the heavy weights all the time, going beast mode all the time. And then you actually look at the people decades down the line who have gone through that process, and you see all the, the bodybuilders from the 80s and 90s, and you see them all getting joint replacements, you know, and they're, they've had all these surgeries, and like it's like, can you not put two and two together and realize that there's a big trade-off in quality of life that comes with that sort of approach in the long run and any bodybuilder in their 40s or any powerlifter in their 40s will tell you that you know there's there's powerlifters in their in their 20s and 30s that have you know pretty bad arthritis that cripples them like every day like going up the stairs bit of a nightmare but they can squat 300 kilos 
And for them, like that is completely okay. And that is a, it's, it's a trade-off that they're willing to make because they want to be great at their sport, which is completely okay. That happens in a lot of sports. But for the average person who's going into an office sitting for eight hours a day with their knee in a bent position, the last thing you want is knee arthritis there, you know, <laughs> aggravating you. So you need to remember these things. You need to remember that people at the extremes of their sport, whether it's bodybuilding or powerlifting, who are often passing on the information that you're then picking up they're willing to make sacrifices that you are not willing or d- don't want and probably shouldn't be will- be taking, you know, or be making. So keep that in mind because, like, there's nothing worse than, than being in pain, than feeling like shit and having your whole quality of life ruined just for the sake of, like, potentially no additional gains, you know? Yeah, and you'll you'll see this a lot in like that kind of like powerlifter, bodybuilder kind of culture, um, where they'll know they should be doing something that will actually make them better. You know, like maybe it's mobility work. You know, like powerlifters have fucking shit flexibility in general. You know, and it's like okay, they should be doing more you know, mobility work or flexibility work and actually increasing the capacity of their joints to handle the stressors that they're putting them under. But they refuse to do it because they've fallen in love with that, oh, max effort, fucking, I have to do this and I have to squat fucking for 12 sets because I'm fucking doing small of now. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. Yeah, you're, you're going to have a 5, 10, 15 kilo jump in your squat performance by the end of this. But... And you already had a bad or fucking dodgy knee going into this. Maybe you should have spent that time actually rehabbing this, this this bad knee, and you know, looking at the long term approach. Because what do you get now? Like, okay, you're 15 kilos stronger because of a lot of neuro neurological stuff. But the actual human body that you're in isn't any better for it. You know, like yeah, you've upgraded. You, you got your car remapped and it goes faster now, you know, but the engine's still going to blow because that car was not meant to go that fast. You haven't changed the car. You've just fucking changed the engine, you know? So that's what you should kind of be thinking. Like what, what, like taking that step back and going, okay, what are my fucking goals? Like, yeah, do I actually want to squat 300 kilos or deadlift 300 kilos? Is that what sets me apart? Is that what I'm, you know, basing myself as a human on? Because, like, realistically, there's always going to be someone fucking stronger than you, you know? There's always going to be someone more flexible than you, more mobile than you, bigger than you, you know, more aesthetically pleasing than you, you know, smarter than you, has a fucking smaller dick than you. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. You know, there's always going to be... (laughs) There's always going to be someone out there that has some capacity that you're like oh that's my thing and they're just simply going to be better at it just purely by fucking look at a genetic lottery you know like they just got better genes than you it's not your fault you could be fucking working 20 times as hard as them but they just fucking hit the genetic lottery so sorry for you you're not the best in the world at this you're not the best in your class at this you're not the best in your society at this sorry you know so like actually taking it back that step and fucking dialing in why you are actually training the way you are training, why you are actually in the gym in the first place. Like what is the reasoning behind this? 
you know what like what is it and i'm not here to judge like i don't i genuinely couldn't care less if it's like i actually just hate my body and i want to be aesthetically pleasing so the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever fucking trans species that you identify as actually enjoys your physique your body maybe that's what you want like awesome fucking now you know why you're training now you know how to gear your training to actually achieve that because you've actually been honest with yourself and this again is what you need to do be honest with yourself dissolve that ego take that really big step back and go why am i doing what i'm doing is my are my practices best practices to achieve that taking into account the context of your enjoyment of the overall training you know yeah um i think given the time we went through a lot there and we need to give you guys some kind of take-home points because we've got a facebook live in the triage militia which you're obviously all a member of anyway uh, in 10 minutes so obviously what would you say the main take-home points are patty I'll, I'll start by saying that i think developing or not developing but thinking about your goals and having clarity on your why you know for having those goals whatever they are is a pretty damn important thing so you guys should probably review that have a think about it and don't don't just like you know narrow your scope to the goals of instagram that people tend to have like it doesn't you don't have to like want an aesthetic body like it's by no means compulsory you know and you don't need to get down to single digit body fat to be healthy like it's it's not compulsory you don't necessarily need to do the squat bench and deadlift to say that your goal is strength there are other exercises so what what else would you add in there patrick yes uh, gary thank you uh um no 100 like just take a step back reevaluate your perspective we'll say on your reasoning behind training then again go back to the last podcast or whatever podcast it was evaluate your overall approach to that and then you know kind of really try to not let the ego cause you to you know focus on a subsection or a a smaller goal within that overall framework of your goal like again like Gary said there, you know, if your goal is to be stronger, it doesn't have to necessarily be in the squat bench and deadlift. Like you'll see this, people will like reverse correlate stuff where it's like the, the improving performance. People want to jump higher or sprint faster. And they look at, you know, Olympic weightlifters who have ridiculous vertical jumps and ridiculous power output. You know, they're doing this like triple extension to beat the band and they're just really 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 effective at it so people will go oh you want to improve your performance that's what you need to do you know you need to be doing the olympic lifts and it's like okay that's going to take me 10 years to master those lifts to be able to generate that force production are there better methods to get those same benefits in a shorter time frame you know and yeah there are you know, same way, like strength, like what are, what, like specifically what strength are you talking about? 
Like, are you talking about, like, say, for example, people kind of always assume, like, oh, like, I, I mentioned fighting earlier on. Like, people assume, like, being stronger in a fight or bigger in a fight is always going to be in your best interest. And it's like, okay, not necessarily, because you might bench 180 kilos, but not able to, you know, escape an armbar. And it's like, as soon as I get you into that armbar, boom okay, we just ripped your fucking bicep tendon and fucking fractured your elbow. You know, it's like, all right, cool. Like, you're strong, but you've no skill. So actually evaluate, like, what you're actually trying to achieve. Like, strength for the sake of strength above a point is actually weakness because you're sacrificing other aspects, you know? And for a lot of you listening to that, you kind of go, nah, fuck that, like being strong is fucking awesome but like if you're strong and you'll see this with powerlifting like brandon lilly is a good one where it's like oh his whole focus when he was younger was you know powerlifting squat bench dead and he was like yeah cool same with jim wendler they're like oh yeah you can waddle up to a monolift and you know pull fucking 900 off the ground 900 pounds off the ground but it's like okay let's go for a jog and they're like no sorry can't can hardly walk to my car you know, it's like, so strength after a certain point, the stuff you have to do to get to that strength level does make you less effective as a human overall, which might be fine given your goals. I'm not here to judge, but you have to realize that when you're making the decisions that you're making, because a lot of these powerlifters and bodybuilders and whatever else you see on the gram will change their approach in the future because they then realized that they were actually sacrificing what they wanted to achieve really for that kind of momentary accolade of, Oh, I hit a new PR or whatever it is, you know? So save yourself the hassle, save yourself the trouble, take a step back from your training, reevaluate your fucking whole life and then set things up accordingly. Any parting words, Gary? No, and join the trails <laughs> well they're obviously all there like I don't see why you'd be listening to our podcast if you weren't in the militia why are you so pushy so this push is just like our, our, our commentary on what we're talking about so you know get involved mm. <laughs> no in all seriousness I'm only kidding I'm only <laughs> playing with the with the, the people Man, you shouldn't join our group. Then you'll have to, you'll have to deal with Paddy. You know, it's, it's bad. Like it's bad news. Anyway, it was an absolute pleasure speaking to you people as always. Probably accompanying you on your walk or to bed or whatever else you do while you're listening to the Triage Method podcast. But for now, we're gonna say bye bye. Any parting words? Um, no parting words from me. Just peace. Enjoy your week. Bye.